0: Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of Writing Your Best Self and today I'm super excited because it is another episode in our interview series and today I'm interviewing two people. I'm interviewing Megan and Heather. They are the Best Self Co accountability coaches and I've been hearing a lot of noise recently about people struggling to stay motivated, people wondering how they can best stay accountable to their goals and for me, this is one of the most powerful things that your journal can do. Your journal can be that everyday tool that helps you stay accountable to the person that you want to be so that you can keep moving the needle in the direction that you want to go. So to help us better navigate and understand this process, I invited on the experts. So Heather and Megan are here to talk through what accountability is, how you can set goals that you can remain accountable to, and also how you can use accountability your journal to keep yourself on track so that you can be your best self. So this episode as always is packed full of some incredible tips, got some great journaling prompts to share with you as well and I'm really excited to introduce you to these two incredible women who are going to help you feel and become the most accountable version of yourself possible so that you can be your best self and achieve all the things you desire for your life. So I hand you over to the episode. Hello, hello, welcome to a brand new episode. And today I'm super excited to welcome Heather Duble and Megan Norwalk. They are Best of Co's accountability coaches and they run our accountability club. And I'm really excited because we've been hearing a lot of people have been wondering how to stay more accountable to their goals. And so today we're going to explore how you can stay accountable with the help of your journal. So welcome Heather, welcome Megan to the show. Hello thank you so much for having us thank you so much for making some time it's going to be such a cool conversation i just want to dive straight in and yeah. ask you both can you can you define what does accountability what does that actually mean Because i think it's a word we throw around a lot but i'm curious to know how you go about defining that
1: yeah so for me and i maybe it's different for other people but the way i think of it is having like a goal and having something to keep you on track for that goal so that could be like a person like a coach that could be a journal that could be like anything like visual it it really could be anything but it's just having something to keep you on track towards your goals
2: yeah absolutely um journaling is really just a way to work towards achieving any of the goals um, and it helps you create better goals because of the process um, you're entering facts in your journal and then that will cause you to see them clearer which is really great because then you can keep track of your intentions and it'll help you stay accountable and it serves as a reminder of what you really need to do to get things done.
0: Awesome so I've seen some stats like you know stats get thrown around it's I think one is like 92% of people they don't achieve their goals and can you talk a little bit about how does accountability? What, what difference does it make between achieving a goal and not achieving a goal? And and. Maybe you can explain more of the process of how that actually works. Yeah, I'm really glad
2: that you brought this up because I actually just read a study from the American Society of Training and Development, um, and they did a study on accountability, and it said that you have a 65% chance of completing a goal if you commit to someone, but if you have a specific accountability appointment with a person that you're committed to, i.e. me or Heather, Mm -hmm. right, um, you're going to increase your chance of success
3: by up to 95%, which is Wow. Insane. you that's, know so that's my yeah that's only a five percent
2: chance of not achieving your goal like yeah. talk about having the odds in your
0: favor i would love to know why 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 does that make such a big difference why does having that point of reference have such a big difference and maybe it would help to talk about some of the reasons why people fall short of their goals and how does accountability help to counteract some of those
3: yeah. So <clears throat> overall, journaling is really great. And being accountable is really
2: great. Um, I mean, a lot of people have goals, right? And the difference between a dream and a goal is the work that you put in, right? Um, so if you, if you have an idea or a goal, that's really only, you're only 10% likely to get that done. Um, consciously deciding that you're going to do it is, I believe, 25%. Deciding when you will do it is 40%. Planning to do it is 50%. And so you can see the more accountability you layer in, the more likely you are to actually achieve that goal. Um, Because it's super easy to say, oh, I'm going to get up and be productive today. Uh, But then Netflix calls or (laughs) the couch calls or your dog is looking at you like, hey mom, let's go snuggle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But people are more likely to to stay committed to their goals. If they know that they have to check in with someone else, Um, because it's, it's like Heather was saying this accountability, you know, you're, you're tied to someone else. Um, So it's, it's more than just you.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think too, to go off of that, like having someone that you're checking in, but having someone that's not like a family member or a friend, because they can easily just be like, Oh, you didn't do this today. Oh, that's okay. You'll do it tomorrow. But when you're, you have someone like a coach that you don't really know at first, like you get to know them, but you're more likely to do like, think in your mind, like, Oh my gosh, I have to get this done because this person, they could judge me or they could be mad at me. And I think the whole thing of not wanting to let someone down definitely comes in more when it's someone that you don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. So and what I'd love to really try and understand is like, we all have these goals. We say we want to do certain things. And when we first set the goal, it like, just feels so exciting and you like you really desire it. But then before long, we, we see this in New Year's, New Year's resolutions, right? Before long, we kind of fall off the wagon and yeah. nothing really changes. So wh- where, do, where do humans kind of lose the plot, let's say, between having an intention, having something they really want to achieve? but then being unable to take the action. What what is actually happening in that moment? So, So, Oh, go ahead. Okay. So the way I view
1: that is, so think of like the gyms, the gyms on after New years, like they're packed. So people will go like 110%. They'll go a week and be like, Oh yeah, I'm all in on this goal. And then they'll start to get burnt out because they're doing too much or they're not planning properly towards that goal. Um, so I think that it starts to fall off the wagon when you're not planning it the right way and you're not doing it in small little chunks. Like you're just going all in and then you start to get overwhelmed and you're not seeing maybe the progress that you want to see right away from going all in. Um, so that's when the smaller chunks definitely help. Of maybe you should have been going twice a week at first instead of every single day to the gym
2: Yeah, absolutely Um, that's a really great point heather and I have this conversation with people all the time yeah. um, I I say okay, let's hear your goal and it's you know, if it's a health and wellness related one, because you talked about the gym. So let's let's mm-hmm. just chat about that. Um, so they say, Megan, I want to lose, you know, 50 pounds. Okay, great. That's totally realistic. We can do that. How are you going to do it? And they say, well, I'm going to go to the gym for eight hours a day and I'm going to drink 15 gallons of water and I'm only eating fruits and vegetables. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And then two days later, they say, Megan, I can't do this. This is insane. Right. Because it's not sustainable. so if you really take everything that you want to do and you break it down into smaller daily habits, it essentially becomes sustainable routine. So if you can implement something really small, and it might seem kind of silly at first, but maybe it's just to walk for 10 minutes a day. Well, you can build on that and you can continue to build on that. So then you're not gonna feel some kind of way or feel like a failure when, oh, I didn't, you know, make it five miles in ten minutes on the treadmill today. Right. Because uh, who can? Okay. Right. Iron Man, but he's not here. So um motivation is definitely something that tends to ebb and flow, and that's totally normal. And I think right now with the the state of the world, um, motivation is kind of at a lull.
1: Yes. I don't know if you, you all would agree
2: with that. Yes. Um so to to stay motivated. Um, it's really important, like Heather said, to not only into a goal, but make it into small chunks and to absolutely schedule it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you put it on your to-do list, um, you're more likely to get it done because you have wrote it down and you've committed
0: to it. Oh, I'm loving, I'm loving this idea of, and I know this is something we talk about a lot about at Best Self is this idea of distilling things down into like those really small steps, which feel mm-hmm. manageable. And I loved how you described it, Megan, as this like consistent routine, this consistency, um, which feels sustainable. And why do you think that, because it, what you just said, that makes complete logical sense. And I think sometimes when you're setting a goal and you are excited about the potential outcome, you kind of want to take those big steps because you want to get there faster and you want to achieve quicker. So mm-hmm. why, why do you think we struggle to commit to small things, even though the small things compound over time and create the big results? why do we struggle uh, with, that, with that piece?
2: I personally think it's because we live in a world of instant gratification. We yeah, want everything okay. done and done now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, but that's not always how life works. Right. Think about it. I mean, and here's the other thing that I like to tell people is you don't necessarily need motivation to do something. Um, you just need to, to start and then Use that momentum to keep going. I mean, how motivated were you to get out of bed this morning to brush your teeth? Probably not very. But being that it's something that you've done for X amount of years, um, it's part of your routine. So you just continue to do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I was going to say the same thing. Like we want instant satisfaction. So having smaller things, we don't think, oh, I'm going to lose all this weight just because I went on a five-minute walk like no maybe not but like adding that into your routine and um, like you can add other things onto that afterwards so or you can make it a longer walk like that's where you start to see the the success and the progress is continuing on your routine and building on on top of that.
0: Uh, Megan I love what you said there as well about. You know, you're right. You don't. I don't get it motivated to clean my teeth in the morning, but I'm going to clean my teeth in the morning. And mm-hmm. it almost feels. I think you. It feels like you're describing something there that over time, some of these habits become almost like autopilot, becomes part of mm-hmm. your identity, and you, you get to the point where actually it feels weird not to do those small habits rather than actually doing them. Um, mm-hmm. So, how how do we? How can accountability help you get to that place where you're almost putting the habits that are going to take you to your goals onto autopilot. So,
2: So something that Heather and I do when we chat with, um, people weekly is we chat about what went well, what didn't go well, and then what we can do to help them implement those tasks that they want to do. Um, so someone who wants to, you know, we'll just use walking, um, someone who wants to walk, you know, 20 minutes a day. Okay. Awesome, So, how many days do you feel like you can commit to um, mm-hmm. to get that done? You know, so it's asking these questions to really make you to think about it uh, because we want you to stay excited about it. We want you to stay motivated. We know that there's going to be a lull in motivation eventually, but if we can get you excited enough about it the first you know ten
3: weeks, then by week eleven and twelve, you might not feel like doing it, but you're still going to get up and do it,
0: right. So you mentioned there about a weekly reflection practice and I feel that's something that someone could do with their own in their journal for example. So how would you go about like what kind of questions would, would you be asking? How would you go about doing that reflective process so that you get to that point where like you say 10 or 11 you do it because you just feel the instinctive need to do it?
1: So when I ask those questions I start off with what went well instead of starting off with what went wrong. Um so starting off like on a high and then like going with what went wrong. Um like after that asking okay so why why didn't you get to do this this speak like why didn't you get to that on your to do list? Like why what's holding you back from from going on a walk? We'll just use that. Um like what like what in their mind is just holding them off of, from doing that. So I think with journaling, having almost like a prompt already written on the page at the end of the day, this is something that I do. I, just so I'm not like rambling on my paper. I have a couple questions that I ask, like what, what went well, what didn't go well? Like what are three things that I could have improved on for tomorrow? Um, so I can make that better.
0: I'm curious to know why you chose those questions.
1: So I chose those, um, and I mean you can write anything down. Obviously, it's like your journal. But for me, I want to keep improving my my day and my weeks. And looking back through my day, um, maybe I didn't get to something on my to do list because I was distracted by my dog. Yeah, like he'll lay behind me all day, and I just want to go snuggle him. Um, And so when I write that down, I. I think like okay, so tomorrow I'll just like not pay attention to him, or so that way I can get something done. It's just a really good reflection for me personally um, because I, like I said, I like to just keep improving in my days and just knowing where, like what went really well and what I need to continue working on.
0: And I guess um, because I I kind of have a similar process in the sense of like reflecting on the end of the day when mm-hmm. I find that. When I do that process, it, it kind of forces me to look at things that potentially I would have overlooked otherwise. Right. And what, what I love about like using the journal to do this kind of practice is that you can you can see those subtle things that, that are holding you back. And right. then you've identified them, then you can change them. Because if we don't look back and reflect, then we end up repeating the same stuff over and over again. And I think there's this story about like the the airplane analogy that if the pilot was like one degree off it doesn't really make much of a difference over the first few miles but you'd try, you know, if you're flying between london and new york and you were a few mile, a few kind of degrees off you wouldn't end up in new york you'd end up in a completely different city mm-hmm. i think for me that process of reflection is that place to stay in alignment and to identify where you may be slipping off course and how can yeah. you redirect so you can get to your destination, you walk the path in the straightest way possible. Right. Yeah. And it really, it really makes you consider, you know, the why
2: and the how, and it enables you to examine not only the opportunities that you have for the next day, but the threats. Um, right. so what I mean by that is, you, so you're forced to face the why and how of your goal. Um, mm-hmm. especially if you write it down, you know, and doing that reflection. Um, so what right, wrong? you have to be honest with yourself, you know? Um, and then, you're, you're also able to then explore opportunities and threats coming your way due to your goal. Um, then you can prepare for those roadblocks the next day. You know, Heather, you know that your dog's going to snuggle with you. <laughs> Maybe you can, um, set aside some time to get in some extra lovin's and cuddles and then, okay, go lay down, which I have to do that with my big <laughs> baby too. So
0: <laughs> Megan, would you, would you dive in a little bit deeper as to the importance of being honest for yourself, why, why is that? Why is that such a significant thing to do?
2: Yeah. Um, so the brain is really fascinating. Um, so my background is in psychology. I love talking about the brain, and I could talk about it a lot. Um, but I'm not going to bore with you with with that. Um, but it's really about approaching a task with enthusiasm, as well as being able to visualize it and having positive self talk. Um, I know that there's a space for gratitude and I think that that's super important because self-talk is your internal dialogue, right? And some of the things that we say to ourselves, we would not be caught dead saying to our friends and family. So Mm -hmm. why are we saying it to ourselves? Um, you know, you, you totally manifest what you think about, right? You bring about what you think about. And if you're constantly telling yourself, I can't, well then no, you're not going to be able to, um, who wants to try when they believe that they're going to fail? You know, I I don't think anyone does. Um, none of us like to fail. None of us set out to try to fail. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're really struggling, you, you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, why do I think that I can't do this? Is it because I haven't done it before? Um, but spoiler alert, that's where the magic happens outside of the comfort zone. Um, so a lot of times, This ties back into motivation. You know, once you are doing really well on your, say, health and wellness journey, um, and you've already lost 20 pounds and you're doing great things, and then, um, you know, you just kind of start, I really don't want to do this anymore. Why? Because now you're comfortable. It's already a part of your routine. So you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone again. Um, And you have to be honest with yourself and you have to really, you know, say, okay, Like, I've done this before. I
0: can do it again. I just, it's going to be a little uncomfortable at first and that's okay. So it feels like that honesty with yourself is helping you to identify the internal dialogue so that you actually can get clear on what you are saying to yourself. So that if if you are saying I can't and you don't know that's what you're saying to yourself, then that could be one of the key things why you're not achieving your goal because your subconscious belief is undermining you. But Jeremy Mm -hmm. helps you identify that so you can tackle it.
3: Yeah. I love that. Absolutely.
2: Um, So something that we're really big on um, is affirmations, Mm -hmm. right? And we all have an affirmation. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone Mm -hmm. it, people like me. Um, But something that's really interesting, and I don't know if either one of you have heard of this, um, but it's affirmations. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Okay. So... We've we've heard of affirmations, Uh, but affirmations um, turn around the questions that we're always kind of saying to ourselves throughout the day. So, oh, why am I grumpy all the time? Or oh, why do I always lose my cool? Or, oh, why can't I lose weight? Um, If if you turn those around, it's going to seem totally weird at first, but what you're doing is you're tricking your brain into finding the answers to these questions, Um, and it's really going to help you stay on track. So, oh, why do my kids get along so well? Or why do I always keep my cool? Why do I lose weight so easily? You know, so instead of just affirming yourself, you know, you can ask yourself these questions
3: in a positive way to help rewire your brain.
0: That is, that is awesome. That's, that's such a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, because I, I've heard that the brain, for example, when you ask a question, it has to go off and find the answer. So if you're asking the questions that are going to empower the responses that are going to give you the confidence to be able to achieve your goals, I can, I can see how that would just evoke an entirely different conversation in your own mind about what your capabilities are. And gosh, that could make such a difference to being able to do the courageous things and achieve or fall yeah. into your old patterns and self-sabotage and that
3: kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like,
0: accountability a piece of accountability is also about helping it's not just about it doesn't so as we're having this conversation now it feels like it's not just about your ability to achieve your goal like physically it's also about that internal dialogue that conversation you have with yourself and accountability helps you shift that voice so that y- you are inspiring yourself and keeping mm-hmm. yourself going forward with, with, with that
1: yeah. yeah and i and i don't know megan if like you like notice this on your calls, but some people, they come into the accountability club and they, they have their goals set and they, they don't think about like the mindset or like the internal work being a part of it. So when we ask them or when I ask them some like deeper questions, they, they're kind of stumped and they, they kind of just sit there like, Hmm, I never thought of that before. Or, wow, that's a really good point. Like maybe I need to go think about that more. Um, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, like the internal work and the mindset is a huge part of accountability and motivation and getting to your goals. And that's what I really like to focus on with my coaching. Um, or that's what like I'm passionate about is like the mindset and um just being mindful of why like and being aware of like why you're not getting there or why something is working.
3: Yeah, so, absolutely. It's, it's
1: like, Oh, I was just going to say, you know,
2: that digging deeper, asking those questions like Heather asked, or like Heather mentioned, um, questions that I asked, you know, um, if, if someone says, well, I just, I can't go for a walk. Why, why, you know? So we, so we break it down. And, um, in turn, what that does is it breaks down all the excuses and all the barriers, and then we plan for a way around it. Um, and again, it's, it's, starting super small um mm-hmm. i will ask you if you can commit to taking
3: one walk a week once a week yeah <laughs> you know
0: but they say don't they like the journey of that, like that old saying, like the journey of a thousand steps that thousand miles sorry starts with that single step yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. absolutely the next step and the next step and the next step just
3: getting yes. you know, going oh i
0: love that okay so Going back to going back to journaling, what what ideas would you give to somebody? Like you've mentioned the mindset piece, Heather, that, that is often a piece that people aren't aware of. How how can you use journaling or any other practice to start to identify what your inner diet like what your repetitive inner dialogue is, is saying about you and to you? Yeah.
1: So a couple of things that I recommend to people. So if you're noticing And I actually did this before too, because I was noticing, honestly, that I was judging people and I was really wanting to get myself out of that mindset of being like, oh my God, like, look at that dress. It's so ugly. And then kind of stop for a second, think about, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's an interesting dress. And then I would go back and I'd write that down just in my notes on my phone. And then at the end of the day, I'd go through think about all of the things that I thought were interesting instead of judging them. And then I would write that down. Um, So that was a way that I would journal for that. And that definitely helped kind of shift my mindset from being judgmental to being more open and aware of what I was paying attention to during the day or what was really getting to me or like what the real reason was behind why I was being judgmental. So maybe like with the dress, for example, like I would write, just keep writing like, Oh, this was interesting. And then at some point I would get, get to the point where I was like, Oh, maybe I was jealous because I, I want that dress. Like that sounds so a little petty, but like, like it gets to that point where it's like, you notice why you're judging something if that makes sense. Um, and then another thing that I like to do personally um, for the mindset piece is, and we talked about affirmations is affirmation journaling. Um so if you have a goal and you have something that you're super passionate about so say you want to have a million dollars i don't know um so and putting that affirmation on it and journaling is stepping into like what we want to be true um and like affirming that it's already true so starting with an i am statement for an affirmation saying, I am so grateful to, to have this abundance of money. Um, and then like, once you start writing that out, like that's where like the brain, like the subconscious and the conscious will start to think, okay, we already have it. So then that kind of opens you up to look for opportunities to saying, oh, I can, this is going to help me get more money. So I really like to do that as well.
0: So I just want to pick through there what you said. So that the purpose of affirmations is you said that you have to say the I am statement first. So that is like, it's that, I guess it's that identity piece, that belonging yeah. piece, but you yeah. say in the present tense as well. Right. So that yeah. it's, it's, it already so, exists.
1: Yes. So like it already exists. You already have it. Mm-hmm. So I have all my affirmations on my wall and I, and it can be like, an, like, I am aligned with the energy of abundance is actually one of them that I have up there. So That one, I'm stepping into already having
0: that. Mm -hmm. And so, what? Why would? Why is it important to say in the present tense? What what difference does that make?
1: So, I mean, maybe Megan can speak on that a little bit more because of the psychology background. But for me, I like the present tense is important from the research I've done on affirmations because you're 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 putting your mindset into already having it so you're making yourself believe that you already have that so you keep working towards that like you say them to yourself every day like i am so happy like you say that so loud and like so proud and like it's going to put you in a happy mood mm-hmm. it's just your your brain thinking like mm-hmm. you already have that
3: mm-hmm. yeah so it's that it's kind of the
2: whole fake it till you make it Mm. mindset, right? And it it actually does work. Attitudes and enthusiasm are 100% contagious. Think about it. Think about when someone has a bad attitude. Um, A bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you fix it. Um, You know, I've never seen anyone who has a bad attitude about something be enthusiastic about the task. So if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm going to have a crap day. Well, then you're setting yourself up to have a crap day. Um, but if you wake up in the morning and you say, you know, I'm aligned with receiving abundance, or I'm going to have a fantastic day, or I am so happy, I am so healthy. Um, then you are rewiring your brain as you speak, you know? So it's the, the affirmations, the affirmations, the mantras, the journaling, all these things, um, that are super inspiring. Um, and even though you might, you know, lack a little bit of enthusiasm at first, the more that you tell yourself this, the more you start to believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where those internal scripts come from. And sometimes we have to work with people on flipping those scripts because they have heard something their entire life, such as you're not good enough or you can't do this. And then they start to believe it, um, So you have to rewire your brain. You have to tell yourself what you know to be true or what you want to be true about yourself.
0: I love that. That's really powerful. I think, hello, I also love what you said as well about when, from those places of affirmations, it's almost like you're able to, you then start to change what you see in the outside world to almost like Mm -hmm. reaffirm that position that you have said. How does that work? Yeah, so... So
1: this, okay. So this podcast for an example. So I've always been really interested in, in podcasts. I've been like maybe starting my own or just being on one. And so I kind of put that in my mind of wanting to do that, like, like a while ago. Yeah. And so here we are. Um, so I put that in my mind a while ago and I never wrote it down. I never really told anyone that goal. Um, Because I was just like, "Mm, if it happens, it happens. But I kept it in my mind and I was like, podcasts, like just kind of looking for the opportunity. And so with this, I didn't turn it down. I said, heck yeah, let's do it. Um, And so, yeah. And so like just, just having your affirmation, I think also like saying them in the morning, it reminds you of what... You want it, reminds you what your goals are. So then, throughout the day, if you see opportunities for that, you're gonna say, Oh my gosh,
0: it's happening. It's like it's all coming to light. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm sure everyone's had a, um, an experience of like desiring something, huh. and then it's like, Oh my gosh, I was only saying a minute ago like, that I yeah. would kind of up in my life. And and I think that's I always, I, this is one thing that always fascinates me is like two people can be looking at exactly the exact same thing, but see. Completely different things, and take something completely different from the situation. And right. I think it probably has got to do something to do with the with, with the mindset and what they're choosing to see in, in their environment and how they can then use that to enhance
3: mm-hmm. you know, their life. one hundred percent.
0: So i I'd love to I'd love to kind of guide the conversation into Let's talk about someone that has a goal, and they are wanting to achieve that goal, and they want to use journaling to help them make that goal more likely to be a reality so if that was if you if that was going to be your tool of accountability like how would you set up your journal like how would you what kind of routine would you create with your journal to make that happen
3: um
2: so i i honestly love the best self journal and how it's laid out um it makes yeah. sense um and i have people who include it in their morning routine. I have people who include it in their nighttime routine. I have people who include it in both. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's I think it's fantastic to start your day uh with the journal. Um to really set your intentions for the day. Intentions are very important to set. Um it forces you to write down what you want to do. It's tangible. It's there. You you are able to see it all day. Mm-hmm. Um and then it's kind of at the forefront of your mind. Um and then at the end of the day I I like to look at it because like we chatted about earlier, you know, you can assess what went well, what didn't go so hot and what you can do the next day to help you strive to be just 1% better mm-hmm. than the day before.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Then, would you add anything to that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so
1: like all of that, like I, I love to journal for like both of the, the nighttime and the, the morning. Um, Cause I like, and maybe I'll add a couple of things in there like on the the blank pages or I also just have like my notebook and I'll I'll um like sometimes I will do the affirmation journaling along with that and I will set up my day with like Megan said intentions. I'll write down three like gratitudes um because gratitudes are really important also to your day. Um and then I'll also do gratitudes at night because maybe Something happened throughout that day that I was really thankful for. Um and then my journal, like throughout the day, I sometimes will write down like, Ugh, I didn't like this that much that this just happened. Or it's it's more of like that mindful piece to me. And then um like sometimes like I'll have I'm trying to think of what I do. I feel like I do so
0: much in my journal sometimes. <laughs> um, the great thing is about that freedom page in the journal is yeah. you have that ability to use that piece for whatever feels like right for you and your, in your path. Right.
1: And I like to use that too for a mood tracker. Like I'll do, um, I'll, I'll kind of draw one out, like with different, whatever I want to draw and I'll do mood tracker for the month. So I'll have like color in, color code it, um, And today I was feeling good. Today I was feeling meh. I was feeling excellent. So I can go back and kind of like analyze with the day that I had, like why I felt that way and kind of also like kind of assess everything that was going on there. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that like we all love about the self-journal is it is set up to be this powerful accountability tool in the sense you can set your goals in there, you can track your progress, you can Mm do a daily stream of consciousness journey, you can track your habits, all those kind of things. But what if somebody wants to kind of have it go a step beyond that and actually work one-to-one with somebody this is like an invitation now can you tell us about the accountability club please yes
1: so I this um coming January will be my third quarter and I know megan you've been doing it for much longer than me um but um the accountability club is is amazing. I've seen so much progress come out of it and it's been so exciting for me, um, to get to work with people and to get to, to guide them, I would say on like their journey towards their goals. Um, so I don't know how like in detail you want me to go about the accountability club, but it's, it's great to do one-on-one coaching. Um, because Like some people need it. Some people don't, but like, that's what we do. Um, And it's great to just have like that conversation about their week or like what's going on in their lives. And right now, like everyone's kind of feeling the same, but definitely in different ways. Um, But the accountability club, like, like Megan said earlier, like we'll do our check-ins, kind of ask what went well for the week, what didn't go well, what to kind of change around to make sure that we're doing better to
3: get towards our goals. And it's just an awesome tool, um, for the accountability. And I, yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I am astounded by the progress mm-hmm. that I see weekly
2: with clients. Yeah. Um, some clients I've had for almost a year now and although it's zoom calls, you can see the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I told, I told one of my clients the other day, like you are literally glowing and it makes me so happy to see the changes that they've been able to implement and they've done it themselves. You know, Heather and I, as as much guidance and support as we can give you, Mm -hmm. um, ultimately you're the one driving the car. We're just sitting next to you. We're te- we're giving you options. You know, you you have the roadmap, um, and you can decide which way to go. And we will be there every step of the way. But ultimately, you know, you're you're doing this for yourself, and it's it's just so phenomenal to see the the progress. And I've had so many people um, accomplish their goals, and then make new goals and set even more goals and harder goals. And they they thought that they wouldn't ever be able to do the things that they've already accomplished. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's really inspirational. Um, and I think my my biggest advice for someone who wants to start journaling, um, is to know that yes, there will be a lull in motivation because that's totally normal. Um, but go back through, read your journal. It's a, it's a permanent record of the things that you've done. Um, you know, and it's, it's this beautiful thing, um, And so you'll, you'll be able to maintain the lessons that you've learned. Um, and you'll also be able to remember your why, Mm -hmm. you know, why you started, why you signed up. Um, and that's, that's the beautiful part because your why will start to change because you'll reach your goals and then you'll be able to have new
0: goals. So Heather and Megan, thanks for explaining more about the accountability club. If anybody is listening and they'd like to find out more about what this, what the club involves and how to get in, and how to how to join up I'll include the link to the page in the show notes and each time we do a new round there are also there's also the opportunity to sign up for a, a meet the coach call as well so that you can have a chat with Megan or Heather to discover whether or not it's the right option for you moving forward but potentially it's, it could be a really powerful way to up level your journal experience and also to get thinking about your your next round of goals. Yeah. So Megan and Heather, I'm going to ask you my final question. This is a question that I ask everybody in every podcast interview Mm -hmm. is I would love it if you could provide a journaling prompt for our listeners and we'll include these in the show notes as well. Oh, okay.
2: Um, so mine would be, what is your priority in life at the moment? Mm, I like that one. Yeah, because here's the thing. When we're, when we're juggling multiple goals, um, we need to remember that one or two, you know, automatically take precedence over the others. Um, but it's really important to prioritize um, because then you're channeling your efforts towards what truly matters and it shapes, you know, what you really are. So, or who you really are. Um, so then you have more um, success in balancing it out. So what is your priority
1: in life at the moment? Great, thank you. Thanks <laughs> for sharing. I mine, I just had it. Um, what went well in your day and how can you make it even better tomorrow? Um, I like that. So, just kind of not being a perfectionist, but perfecting what was good about your day and making sure that you carry that on to the next day and throughout the week and throughout the month. Um, that way, you have like a consistent positivity in your life
0: i love that that's that's a great question for just that constant improvement just again yeah. it goes back to the baby steps that we spoke about all the way through right. the, the little things make all the difference but actually i do have another question i kind of tricked oh. you <laughs> i'm curious how, how do you keep yourselves accountable what what do you what do you personally do to stay accountable
2: yeah Well heather's my accountability coach and i talk to her all the time
3: <laughs> oh that's awesome i didn't know that
1: that's awesome <laughs>
3: we just are like i'm having a
1: trouble time no um but i honestly like i find accountability through coaching people um and like i think people like think oh you're a coach you don't you don't need accountability um you don't need extra help but we do we're still human we do um we are human um and like when I am talking to someone that I'm coaching and I like am suggesting something like that also holds me accountable Mm -hmm. to what I'm saying to like what I'm suggesting. And that holds me accountable also to my goals because I also feel like I have like a, um, the word, but like how they are not depending on us, but they're, they're just like looking to us for like for guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also just find that like I hold myself
3: accountable through coaching.
2: Yeah. Because it's really important to walk the talk. Right. If you will, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell someone, Oh yeah, you need to do this, this and that, and then not do that. Right. Uh, but yeah, Heather and I will chat. We keep each other accountable. Um, I, I totally agree with, you know, a layer of accountability through the people that I coach with. Um, mm-hmm. obviously the journal, you know, use that a lot. Um
3: and just remember remember my why. Remember why I started, why we're we here. Yeah, I agree. That that's such a powerful compass, that like the why
0: piece. Mm-hmm. Where you're headed and why. Cute cute is a great way to keep you on track. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Megan Heather. Like literally I wasn't I wasn't sure where this conversation was gonna go because there's so many directions <laughs> that we could head off in. But I just love all the different techniques and the tips that you've shared and just this real understanding as to how accountability can be, the difference between dreaming about your goals or then making those, those goals a reality. So everyone who's listening, you'll find the, the sh- in the show notes the, those two amazing journaling prompts be ready for you to download so you can get to get to writing through those and making some discoveries in your journal. And as we mentioned already, if you're interested in the Accountability Club, you can find out more details about that there too. And obviously Heather and Megan are also on social, so you can always find them there too. And that's a wrap for this week's episode. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. And I will see you super soon for another episode. Take care.